Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Beavis. <laughs> and I'm Butthead. And this week we watched Michael and Eric <laughs> on Paramount+. Plus. I watched on YouTube only once because for some reason it seems to have been taken off of YouTube. <laughs> so, to get started, uh-huh. how hard did you think I was going to start off the introduction by doing a Beavis and Butthead impression? I was certain that that was going to be the joke. Yeah, I, I was. I almost did it, and I was like, he knows I'm going to do it. I'm not going to give him the satisfaction. Subvert expectations. Anyway, Beavis and Butthead. Pretty funny. Yeah, they've they've been pretty consistently funny. Yeah. Like, you've got your phone out because you have notes. Yes, I watched this the first episode of the show because I saw it on YouTube uh, last week, and then you texted me, "Oh, that's what we're watching this week." Perfect. Already watched it. My plan today was to go back and watch it again, just as like a quick refresher. No longer on YouTube, and I don't have Paramount Plus. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> I'm going to be leaning hard on you for reminding me what the fuck happened. I, I remember the story beats, the the two sketches or whatever. But Do you want to, do you want to tell everybody what this is about? If, if they don't know what Beavis and Butthead is by now, should they? Should people know what Beavis and Butthead is? I are? feel like Beavis and Butthead are a, tu- are a cultural touchstone. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. It, it's two loser idiots. To go and make fun of in the and, and <laughs> yeah it, and in the nineties they would you'd watch them like there'd be a little skit of them being dimwits and then they'd like make fun of a music video and then a skit about them being dimwits now it's them making fun of TikToks which I liked yeah TikToks and YouTube videos which was appropriate I do find it funny though. And this happens with any... It happened when we watched Animaniacs, too, which is these shows thrive on being tapped into or making fun of what's happening current in current... Uh, I don't even know what to call it. In, in present times, like in current uh, affairs sort of thing. But their two sketches are about... Uh, well, one of them was just but or Beavis and Fire, but the other one was about escape rooms, which... Are they still like a thing? I hope so. Post-pandemic, are they still a thing? You know my feelings about escape rooms. I know I, I know I do, but <laughs> I, I can't was... imagine how many of them survived. <laughs> oh. Let alone wanted to come back after this whole, between COVID and now, you know, monkeypox and just whatever the new pandemic is going to end up being. I was pumped up that one of the skits was escape room. I thought it was a really funny skit, too. So, how much Beavis and Butthead did you watch back in the day? A good amount, but I was young enough and my mom was in tune enough to the protests. I don't know, protests is the wrong word, but there were a lot of interest groups that were really upset about Beavis and Butthead and how they were corrupting our youth and all that sort of crap. So, it was very much a thing that we were not supposed to be watching. 
um, to the point where I'm pretty sure they used the parental lock that existed on our TV to block MTV. But uh, A, we straight up knew our... Well, A, we were watching it when they were asleep anyway. And B, at one point in time, when they did put the parental lock on, sorry, mom and dad, the babysitter just told us what the code was because they had given that code to the babysitter. Um, so that he could watch whatever he wanted when we went to sleep and we'd just watch MTV and fucking Beavis and Butthead anyway. My parents were the same way. I didn't really latch on to Beavis and Butthead, but I watched a good deal too. And I had similar experiences with like Beavis and Butthead with my parents and uh, The Simpsons. And The Simpsons first came out. Me and my sister were not allowed to watch The Simpsons. I didn't get to watch The Simpsons until, like, late high school when it would be on from, like, 5 to 6 at uh, on weekdays. I'd watch... I'd, that's when I started getting into The Simpsons. And I uh, I latched onto that harder than I latched onto Beavis and Butthead. I think I only latched on... Let this be a lesson to any parents that inexplicably listen to our podcast. I latched onto Beavis and Butthead way harder than I would have in general if my parents just because my parents refused to let us watch it. Yeah. It was just the thing we weren't supposed to watch. So of course we fucking watched it. Just like my mom and dad tried to like they rented a movie at one time and we were supposed to be in the like the other room playing video games while they watched Silence of the Lambs. And of course I sat and watched that and was terrified and horrified for the next however many months of my life as a child. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I have... That and Backdraft. That was the other one I remember. I have uh, uh, memories of secretly secretly watching Pulp Fiction Mm. and the adrenaline syringe scene just, like, (laughs) getting me... (laughs) all that being said, I really I watched this episode of Beavis and Butthead Stone Cold Sober and really liked it. Mm-hmm. And once I get more weed, I'm gonna finish watching the rest of it. <laughs> um, yeah this this makes me want to for another month get Paramount Plus just to watch that. And there was something else that came out recently that I had wanted to see. Yeah, there's a, a few things that popped. The other one that I originally was going to suggest was, I don't remember the name again, but it's about video game, for like uh, competitive video game players. Um, I'm I'm aware of what you're talking about. I think I had considered that as well, but I was, then I remembered that Paramount Plus sucks and everything we watched uh, in that month of Paramount Plus was fucking terrible. And then Beavis and Butthead came out. Yeah. And then Beavis and Butthead came out. But I don't think that Paramount Plus had anything to do with that show being good. Right. It was Mike Judge. It was absolutely Mike Judge. Secret Headquarters with Owen Wilson. Looks like a really bad Spy Kids ripoff. Oh, God. I want no part of that. Honor Society. That was the movie I wanted to watch. I yeah. watched a trailer that looked good or looked interesting. Um, and I don't know if their movies are as bad as their TV shows. So hopefully not. And uh, Ghosts is on there. So, you know. Ghosts. Yeah. Ghosts. The show. Oh, yeah. No, it's really good. It's fine. I watched an episode of it. I was not impressed. I watched two episodes of it. I wasn't impressed. Uh Uh, Do you remember when they tried to bring back Beavis and Butthead like five years ago? No. Yeah, it came back again briefly five years ago. That's part of what I was referencing when I was saying it's weird for a cartoon show to want to be that in tune with current affairs, but because it takes so long to animate shit, 
they're always a year or two behind. I distinctly remember uh, it coming back on the air briefly, I think on MTV, but it might have been Comedy Central. And they were lampooning uh, fucking Twilight six years after the latest movie, had, like the last movie had come out. But the only reason I remember that is because the first episode was them trying to become werewolves and uh, Beavis got bit by a rabid dog or something like that in the streets and was just running around saying, I am a denizen of the night. And me and Kathy still say that to this day. (laughs) The show's so good. That's why. um, (laughs) Oh, also. uh, We'd be remiss if we didn't mention King of the Hill because King of the Hill is the best thing Mike Judge ever did. Office Space? Ah, no, I like King of the Hill more than this Office Space. I think Office Space is one of those that everybody like likes so much that I'm a little turned off by it. I haven't. I King of the Hill was never something that clicked real hard with oh, me. Oh yeah, I love King of the Hill. Um, but you know, I see clips of it often enough nowadays that I think I should go back and watch it, and then I never do. Mm-hmm. It's available on something. I don't remember what. Probably, maybe Hulu. I think they're trying to bring that back. By the way. King of the Hell? Yeah. Are its creators open to like bringing back their old properties like that? I think they're they're the ones making it. What do you mean? I was just trying to make a joke about how they just brought back Beavis and Butthead. So I was being like, oh, are they even open to do- redoing something they've already done? Yeah, I'm an idiot. So that joke didn't land. <laughs> but I'm sure there's a-, a listener that is just rolling on the floor right now. We have a listener. Hey, hey, buddy. We we know we have listeners. We have a <laughs> listener that's not one of our personal friends. Mo? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck's up, Mo? Leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Go to your a- local Apple store. And this is when one or both of us finds out that we do know Mo and then get real, uh, <laughs> feel real shitty about it, forgetting that we know a Mo. Let's see here. We've already blown through. A lot of my notes. That's okay. Because we have something else to talk about. Is it F-Boy Island? No, absolutely. Oh, I mean, we do have that to talk about as well. But there's something else that was streaming exclusive that you and I both watched this week. Oh, Prey? Yeah, oh, yeah. fuck yeah. Yeah, no, I've I've got that written down too. I was saving that. Okay. <laughs> but we can get into Prey. Because Prey was awesome. It was dope as shit. Yeah. I don't know... When it reached critical mass, I had heard about it and thought, that sounds interesting, but ugh, I, another Predator movie, I don't think I'm going to watch it. Or maybe I'll watch it when I'm bored or high or who the hell knows. But then I had read within the last week that they had a mostly Native American cast. And I was like, that's fucking cool. Like, way to go for it because it's about Comanche Indians back in 1700s. Way to go for authenticity and cultural representation, that sort of thing. And then I heard even just the slightest positive praise about it. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to watch it now. Uh, And it was absolutely worth it. It was great. Yeah, it's really good. I recently saw that Jesse Ventura, who was in the original Predator, tweeted about it. And I'm going to guess you had the same thought I did, which is, oh, he's not going to have liked this, is he? And sure enough, he he absolutely loved (laughs) it as well. Yeah, Which surprised me. He just strikes me as that same sort of crowd. Yeah, uh, type. Yeah, uh, he because exactly. he has been historically, I believe. Yep, but, yep. Uh, and another guy from the movie, I don't remember his name, came out and gave it some praise. I haven't heard Arnold Schwarzenegger's thoughts on it, but it I feels... wouldn't be surprised if he comes out and says something eventually. But... Yeah, I, I bet he likes it. 
Um, yeah, it was it was really enjoyable. I thought it was really well done. I liked that they spent as long as they did without us seeing the Predator. Like, so much of it was just the little glints of its armor and shit like that. And it took until midway through the movie when it's just absolutely drenched in blood from having killed a bear in hand-to-hand combat um, that you start to see it in all of its horror again. Yeah, and there's so much of it. Like like you said, there's so even not seeing the predator, but so much non predator stuff that is just like so good. Right. Um I the strong female character was something I really appreciated as well. It was something that uh I had read somebody's review of this after having seen it, you know, a couple of days later, and somebody was talking about how it was great to see a female lead in an action movie where her being a woman, it, it didn't matter. Like, it, she was just a badass. It, it's like Ripley and Alien. Like, you're just a badass. You being a woman doesn't have anything to do with it. You're just fucking kick ass. Yeah, this movie did touch a little on, like, I can do anything a man can do. Did it? Yes. Did it? Did it not? So here's the thing. I had that same thought. I thought, well, they wouldn't let her hunt because she was a woman. And then I had to, like, stop for a second and think. And I asked Kathy. I was like, we just watched this last weekend. Was the fact that she couldn't hunt because she was a woman? Or did they just say she couldn't hunt because she wasn't good at it? She was like, they didn't bring up she was a woman at all. They Okay. They did at least once when she was going to go, when she joined up with her brother in the party. And one of them was said, like, we don't need a cook. What does that have to do with her being a woman? She she was a, she was a cook and a medic in in their camp, okay. in their tribe. I guess I just took the sec the sec but that's what I'm saying. Like it's yeah. that that sort yeah. of uh, my first thought was they weren't letting her hunt because she's a woman. Now, ostensibly, that could have been what they were insinuating, but that shit was never said. You're right, dude. <laughs> Another thing that I really appreciate about this movie is it's been a good thirty or thirty five years since I've seen a really good quicksand scene. So, I'm glad that they're bringing back quicksand as, like, a, as a plot thing, right? Right, <laughs> and in a believable way too. The idea because that how they portrayed it was as believable as it gets with this, which is the more you move, the faster you sink. So she was doing a lot of stopping, thinking about her next move, and then trying to execute it, and of course fucking it up over and over again. But yeah, it was good. Yeah, and then uh, my other thought was. I had the thought with this and I had this thought with um, everything everywhere all at once where you can really tell the thought that they put into the movie by the by when you watch it and you see something you're like that's going to be a big Halloween costume this year mm-hmm. like when she defeats the spoiler alert defeats the predator and shows up with like the green blood smeared on her and I was like yeah, be, I mean, that's, glow in the dark paint. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. really like they they really thought about like we need some visual costumes and, and that are really going to uh uh ins- I don't know if inspire people, but people are really going to identify and be it able had to identify a clear those. visual design, a yeah. clear visual aesthetic that it was going for. Yeah, exactly. One of the things I. You, the idea of this becoming a Halloween costume, I'm certain, will end up unironically, uh, accidentally subverting this. But one of the things that I liked about it was that the other piece of her being a woman and a badass in this movie is I don't feel like there was a ton of care applied to making sure all of her hair was in the right place or she was she always had makeup on and shit like that. She had her tribal like paint, basically war paint on as she was going to battle with this thing. 
Um, but that was really the extent of it. There were a lot of scenes where it, it seemed believable that she was in the middle of a combat, but I'm absolutely certain that what we're going to get is slutty version of that as a Halloween costume this year. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're going to see. It's also going to like open up the door to a lot of controversy about like cultural yeah, appropriation. Yeah, that's fair too. Yep. I didn't think about that. There's going to be absolutely be somebody that does that also in brown face. Yep. Oh. Yep. It's like the um, Bo Burnham song where he talks about how he dressed up in, as Aladdin one year for Halloween. He didn't like darken his skin, but he still feels pretty a little bad about it. <laughs> it was a good movie. Yeah. Go it watch it. Movie. Yep. Go watch it. It was yeah. enjoyable. And, uh, also, Beavis and Butthead is what we're talking about. Yeah, I I, th- I thought I was done talking about Beavis and Butthead. If you're at all interested in Beavis and Butthead, you know what it's about. Go watch it. It's just as good. The uh, they, they brought it back five years ago, and it was funny then, and then they've brought it back now, and it's funny this time, too. Like, I, I don't know if it's a formula that just fucking works no matter the time frame it's in or what, but they, they do a great job of reinventing it every time. I had a couple more notes on Beavis and Butthead. Okay. One, don't put tampons in the toilet. Yep. Uh, also, just the Beavis and Fire skit. It was so funny. So funny. Uh, so Beavis is like obsessed with fire and yeah, then fire. there's like a personification of fire in a dumpster. Who did the voice of that fire? It's somebody I recognize, but I could not place it and I could not find it on IMDb the day of, but it's been a week now. I'm wondering yeah. if it's there. Uh, so it's like fire, like in a dumpster, like all and being like badass and like being like, I am fire. I am your Lord. Do what I tell you to. And he was like, I'll do anything you say. And he's like, go run a mile, go clean up litter, go read a book. And then Beavis gets sick of it. It it was really good. I found out who did the voice and it's not somebody I recognize. So clearly he just has a voice very similar. Uh, maybe he voices something else that you know. I'm I'm looking at his other credits. I do not. His name is uh, Piotr P I O T R Michael. Uh, I don't think I recognize him either. Oh, he was in Soul and The Incredibles too. It's there's it was very distinctive. Like I was thinking, it was the guy that plays C W on uh, Mythic Quest because uh. he also does the voice of something else uh he did the voice of uh conchu in moon knight uh f marie abraham yes oh that's who i thought it was not even who i thought it was like his voice didn't sound like it but it, it was that distinctive like he just has a very pro he had a very proper way of talking yeah i get you all right is it time maybe i think you're you're building this up too much F-Boy update. Yep. The finale happened. I'm pretty much just going to skip straight to the finale because there wasn't anything of terrible importance. Okay. Douchebags, douchebags. More douchebags. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, They did the same thing they did last season where they called it the mansplain. Uh, In the second to last episode, they brought back all of the dudes that had been kicked off to that point to have them just talk shit about the other guys. Just talk shit about the things that they heard them say. Oh, this guy said he has a girlfriend, like that level of shit. Some of my favorite highlights from that were 
there was one very nice dude who was also very emotional, very weepy. His name was Tom. Um, I'm somebody who's weepy. And even I thought like this, he cried all the time, all the time. And eventually the woman he was interested in got him talking about things. And it became clear that he had been in a relationship semi recently, a long enough term one that like even a year is semi recent. And he was hurt by this person and he still wasn't quite over that. And it was just heartbreaking and sad um, until the second or third to last episode when he was getting really frustrated at not getting picked up for a date. And uh, he got real mad and punched a table as hard as he could. <laughs> Sorry, what was his name? The guy that Tom. Punched- Tom? Yeah. What did Tom do to my tables? These are my livelihood. <laughs> Somebody's going to get that. I'm going to guess just based on the... <laughs> Tem- like the 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 timber of your voice that it was i think you should leave it absolutely was. i didn't i don't recognize that sketch in the slightest i just recognize when you and or shay are quoting i think you should leave somebody at shay's work somebody at shay's work did an impression of her by going oh have you seen that i think you should leave skit <laughs> I'm going to guess she simultaneously felt offended, but also very seen. Yep. <laughs> anyway, it's a it's a driving instructional video. I'm going to take over for a minute. It's a driving instructional video uh, where uh, Tim Robinson, uh, facilitator, and he's going to play the video. And he goes, now, no making fun of these videos. And I don't want any questions about the tables. And he puts it in. And it's just Patty Harrison loading tables up into her van. And she's like, what did any monster do to my tables? They're... And she's like, these tables are filthy. And she's like on the phone. She's like, I don't, I know this isn't true. But it's like, he threw them in a mud puddle. And all this. And then it comes back. Tim Robinson goes, now, any questions? And then somebody goes, what is her job? And he goes, it's tables. And they're like, yeah, but what, how is that a job? And he's like, it's just tables. It's just a job. And they're like, like that. And it's like, okay, now I'm going to play you another video. And he puts it in. It's just another Patty Harrison being like, the Crypt Keepers broke all my tables. <laughs> it's so funny we can watch it right now if you want to <laughs> that's okay that's okay okay i know how netflix works tell, tell us more about so, Island. here's the thing i'm pretty sure i have seen every episode of i think you should leave now but the problem is is that i've seen them high um and i end up every, the, the the biggest through line for every time i get high I have different experiences every time, but the biggest through line is that every time I have this, at some point during the night, I have an overwhelming feeling that I've seen or done this before. And I have to back out and check to see, have I watched this before? And 99% of the time I have, but it's taken me 95% of the episode to come to that conclusion. Yeah, I get that when I watch, like I'll get high and watch Iron Chef and I only want to watch the Morimoto ones. And so like I'll put on a Morimoto one and I'll be like 15 minutes in and be like, I've watched this one. 
I've watched this one. I know I've watched this one. I don't remember watching it, but I feel like I did. And then I'm like, but if I don't remember watching it, did I watch it? Did I watch it? And should I care? I'm just going to watch it. And so back to F-Boy Island. Uh, So the unfortunate part for Tom, who... God, poor Tom. He was just, he was a sweet, sweet boy. Um, Was that I think that the producers were bored with him at this point. And this is the second to last episode. He has made it to the final two. I think the producers were bored with him. And not only that, I'll go ahead and spoil it. uh, The finale. I think they were worried about what the twist to the end of the show was going to do to him. Um, so they ended up the episode prior, like episode eight of 10, they started bringing up this nice guy from earlier in this season that got kicked off that the woman, I don't remember her name, had no chemistry with, like the guy was nice enough, but like had no chemistry with, and she had booted him off a while ago, but they, they brought it back up. And so then she started bringing it back up. Like, you know, I've been thinking, I just really miss Nico. And so when we get together to do this mansplain thing. Uh, they start talking about that and they ask her what she's thinking right now. And she brings up again. I'm just thinking like, I've really missed Nico. And so Nikki asked Nico, uh, would you, did you, would you want to come on the show if she asked again? And he's like, yeah, I'd do it. And she goes to her and she said, I mean, do you want him to, to come back over? And she was like, yeah, yeah, I do. And she said, okay, then you need to choose right now, which of your other two are going home immediately. And Tom got sent home because he's just a sweet summer child. And he would not have handled the twist in the finale, which was uh, the other two women picked F-boys. The twist was at the end of this, the women were told, the men were not told. The women were told, you can, uh, in the vein of women empowerment, you can choose to say, fuck it, to both, like, to those options of an F-boy or a nice guy and just take all the money for yourself. The two women, very stupidly, might I add, picked F-boys. You know, the guys that have the choice to split the money or not. You know, giving over all of their power again, demonstrating that they've learned nothing from this fucking process. Surprising everyone, both F-boys chose to split the money, so they've reformed, clearly. Oof. Right. Then we get to the third woman who is now down to Nico and some other dude. Oh, he was an F-boy, but he he actually was kind of nice uh, through most of it. Um, he had reformed. He just considered himself an F-boy because that's the behavior he's had in his past. Blah, 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 blah. And that woman decides, fuck that. I'm taking the money. But not only that, she has uh, said that from the beginning, she was basically a plant from the producers she herself was an F girl and was just trying to make it all the, like just trying to string along guys all the way to the end with no consequences for her because she always was going to have this choice at the end. But she knew all along she was going to have this choice. What? Where the other women didn't. And in fairness, me and Kathy have been raging about it uh, from episode two or three because she said multiple times, I, I've had a bit of an F girl streak in my past. And then we'd make an aside and my present because she was very clearly an F girl. Yeah, they just threw that fucking in there. Huh. But what I think they were doing a bit um, with the some of the guys that got left behind that that got left behind 
is I think I'm hoping that they're setting it up for an F girl Island where there are three guy. Yeah. Right. I don't know how that's going to work, but I wasn't on board for it until someone proposed the idea that Pete Davidson be the host. (laughs) And then I was very into it. (laughs) Yep. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a wild ride. It's still the best reality show on television. That's not saying a lot because most reality TV sucks as evidenced by Love Island. 95% of other shows that we watch for this podcast. Oh, you mean Love Island USA? Right. Not yeah. Love Island. Love Island's a masterpiece, clearly. But right. Love Island USA, terrible. Yeah, it was great. 10 out of 10 would do it again. Oh, got anything else? I don't think so. All right. Want to wrap it up? Sure. Thanks for listening to the episode. Oh, oh, Go. sorry. Nope. You want to write episode two? No. <laughs> okay, now we can wrap it up. There, there, I, I think we have to reserve episode two for when there's even the barest hint of a narrative through line. And Beavis and Butthead is just funny sketches. It would be a, like us trying to write an episode two of I Think You Should Leave. Did we try and write an episode two of I Think You Should Leave? Um, We talk about I Think You Should Leave on this podcast a lot. We... For uh, the episode almost never coming out, and when it did, just being half of an episode with Green Eggs and Ham. Uh huh. But I think you should leave us great. Sure, but I, but my point still stands, which is that we didn't wouldn't bother to try and write that. Beavis and Butt, Beavis and Buttheads, Beavis and Butthead's the same thing. Okay. Yeah, I don't think there's a point. All right. Let's wrap it up. Thanks for listening to the Episode 1 Podcast with Michael and Eric. You can check out our website. It's episode1podcast.com. Spelled out O-N-E. Or follow us on Twitter. It's at podcast episode one. If you like the show, leave a rating or review. If you don't like the show, thanks for listening anyway. We appreciate it. And hey, Mo, we see you. I meant to comment on your comment, but I didn't. Did we get thanks any re- responses to the lobby etiquette tweet? One. Just mine? No, you didn't respond. Yeah, I did. Like, you responded on Twitter? Yeah. Why didn't I get notifications about it? Well, then maybe we did get more. Let's check. Yeah, just no, not just yours. Somebody had somebody responded before you. Hey, you're all wrong, but it's cool. At least you have the, like, gumption to stick by your convictions. You know what I mean? I respect that. I don't respect your opinion, but I respect your right to have it. That's all. Thanks for listening, everyone.